Welcome back to the nudist colony. The no tea, low tea. They call me white devil, black beavers. <laughs> New metal discussion podcast. This is the nudist colony. My name is Ross. <laughs> this is Brent. Welcome to another hidden track episode. Hidden uh, track. Black beavers. Full disclosure. AKA. I- 21 Savage. 21. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I, I pre-wrote. That was a pre-written joke. It's the first time I've done it. Black Beavis? Black Beavis. Well, it was a, I mean, I pre-wrote that joke. Oh. Okay. I didn't I didn't come up with it on the fly. I wrote it like a couple nights ago. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. We're going to have to edit all this out. People, people can't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was listening secret. to... Um, it'll be able to come out by now. Um, you called Sa- uh, 21 Savage Black Beavis. <laughs> yeah. um, and I heard that, and I immediately thought... White devil, black beavers. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I like it. It's, I mean, it's, is it's it weird funny. for me to say it's funny when it's, uh, it was my own thing I said? Whatever. It was a collab, man. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I liked it. I liked it. Like, yeah. Black Beavis, like, in that context of that Everlast song. It's funny. Is funny anyway. It's funny as hell. But then as a callback to uh, a previous episode of ours. Yeah. It's, it's it's that much better. We're you know? sucking our own dicks over here. Oh, my God. Boys and girls. We should be so lucky. Yeah. You know? Um it's just, you just get a taste of the mouthfeel, you know? It's just like, you know. Hell yeah, dude. Let's dent that palate. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of palate. Speaking of. Oh, my God. We've got a new contender on today's show. Asterisk. Normally, we try Ask. a lot of Mountain Dews yes. on the Hidden Track episodes. Today, we've got um, what appears to be, at first glance... A dew-shaped object. Indeed. However, however, it isn't quite that. Nope. Okay. It is called Mountain River. Mountain River. Okay. And th- and you got this on the way here. You and I were both like uh, texting before uh, the record tonight. Like, what are we going to do about drinks? Both of us were in a panic. Uh, freaking out. Both of us uh, clutching our pearls. Yes. Uh, I don't, I couldn't see a picture of you clutching your pearls, but like, I, was clutching. I know, I know. Yeah. We know. We've known each other for long enough. Yeah. You know when I'm clutching pearl. Hell yeah, dude. When I'm <laughs> CP. <Clutching> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so on my way over here, um, it's, it's, it's really raining out right now. And it was a huge wreck on the highway. And so I had to pull off and take arterial streets, um, in order to get, uh, to, to skip all this traffic. Cause otherwise I would have been like half hour late. It was crazy. Um, so I pulled off, and then I, I was I was coming up upon a Casey's, which is a I don't know is it like a local chain of gas station. Yeah, it's like a convenience store yeah. chain. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what? I have seen varietals at Casey's that I've never seen before. I ain't never seen before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm driving right past it. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking turn in here and just run in real quick. See if they got a Mountain Dew variety. If not, pop back in the car. Go right. Right. So I get over there to the to the do section. Of course. Didn't have anything. But what did my little eyes did peepers? <laughs> Chris Catan. No. Uh, no, I see uh, a Casey's brand Mountain River dog. Right. Yeah. So this is a, a, a batch that they brew up in the back, you know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like moonshine, yeah. but it's Mountain River. Oh, it's, I'm sure it most definitely tastes like bathtub. For That's sure. got to be like one of the flavor components, sure. right? Yeah. Um, but no, so so once again, God swoops in and saves our asses. About time. We've been talking shit about him for years. That lo- we, Have oh, we finally cooked God? Love the free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we negged God into giving us... A new varietal. <laughs> we should get some shirts that say, like, uh, on the front, nudist colony. On the back, it says, cucking the Lord since <laughs> 2022. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, but no, so so we now have a an update. Well, we have one next time. Only God knows why. <laughs> I'm in a singing mood tonight. That All little right. bitch. I'm going to tone this down. All right. All right. So we're going to pop this bot. Bitch. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's a little spicy. It sounds like you shot it up with a BB gun. It smells like a Mountain Dew. Yeah. I've got us some uh, Moscow Mule mugs to uh, sip out of. It's almost like we went down to the creek and uh, <laughs> yeah. dumped our cups in the lake. Copper. Yep. <laughs> and we'll have ourselves a little uh, moonshine in the uh, the devil's moonlight here. 
So uh, it it appears to be that same Mountain Dew like color, right? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Clink. <laughs> these these uh, f- uh, fake copper cups definitely aren't plastic. Wink. Um, but yeah, they, they appear to be uh, Mountain Dew-esque in color. Uh, kind of like yeah. not quite. Uh, maybe, well. Yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty Mountain Dewish to me, honestly. Well, Gun to my head. You know what? Mountain Dew. When it comes to Mountain River, let's fucking Mountain Dew it. Let's do it. Here we, Here go. we go. We're all taking a sip of this. Okay. Hmm. Well. Out of all the Mountain Dew knockoffs I've ever tried... Hmm. I see. This is the closest one. Hmm. Doesn't really say ye. Doesn't really like taste like much of anything. Like it feels like it to me. I feel like it has a sense of like at the very beginning, it tastes like Mountain Dew, but then mm-hmm. uh, it has almost no like aftertaste or whatever. Yeah, it's almost like not as sweet as Mountain Dew mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I, I dig it. You know. Yeah, it's it's inoffensive. I feel like they need to. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Reline the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Take another crack at it. But like for Casey, I mean, it's like store brand version of whatever that is. Right. So it's going to be like slightly cheaper than whatever else uh, like that. The name brand like Mountain Dew or whatever. But it certainly has more sugar. It has 350 calories in one bottle. Hell yeah. This is going to go great with the bowl of cereal I had for dinner tonight. (laughs) Instant diabetes. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's 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 good. I like it. Okay. All right. So uh, is it in the pit or in the shit for you? Would you say? I'm gonna say it's right on the line. Okay. But I'm gonna lean towards pit because you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you first drink it, it, it does taste like like Mountain Dew, but then the uh, kind of tapers off. It doesn't uh, doesn't mm-hmm. stick around. Yeah. Almost tastes like like slightly watered down. Like not bad, but like just a little bit. A little yeah. Bit. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> They need to go back to the drawing board on this a little bit. I'm gonna say this is in yeah. the shit. It's not. It's not like offensive, but it's also like if you want a Mountain Dew, Just, and you right. and you're shy 18 cents, and you need to buy the knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, I feel like um, uh, I don't know that this is you what you want. Get you know, Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just, but if you, if you were forced, you didn't have. They were out of Mountain Dew for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. This is a hard one. I feel like we need a, a third option, but yeah. nothing rhymes with pit or shit. So. There's the rub. You did uh, you did pit, I did shit. Uh, it's kind of in between us. Nip. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you got to pierce the nip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, uh, that was a, a drink that we've tried, so uh, the promise of the premise has been followed through. Promise of the premise. <laughs> so uh, beyond that, I believe you have a, uh, a song that you wanted to, to debut. Indeed I do. Yeah, and this is a, a special... Special circumstance here, right? This is yes. straight from the mean streets of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, so normally uh, I try to find things that I'm just like jamming on, right? Like just jamming. Like we be jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, something I thought. Uh, well, the the initial kind of premise for this segment, if you want to call it that, was to kind of be like, hey, this is what I'm listening to lately, right? Just like try to come up with something either new or something that's new to us that we can kind of show each other. Um, but. A little something dropped in my lap this morning that I wow. was not expecting. Wow. Uh, there's a uh, a man. I assume he's a man. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a person on YouTube um, by the by goes the name of Bill McClintock. Um, okay. So he uh, he does like a lot of mashups and like mashups are kind of you know like there's definitely like like uh. A lot of people that try mashups and like most of them don't really work, right? Like it might be kind of clever where you're like, yeah, this is fine. You know, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Bill McClintock guy, <clears throat> he does something entirely different. Like he, he, it's, it's unreal. I would, I would just recommend anyone out there, um, go check out Bill McClintock. Um, that's B I Bill, Bill, B I L L McClintock, M C C L N T O C K. Um, type all that out. Um, he, <laughs> well, we can put that in the uh, the show notes. Oh yeah, people cool. can find it. Yeah. Um, he's been doing this for a few years, and I've really enjoyed um his work. He 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 takes mashups to like a whole other level. You'll see what I'm talking about here. Okay. So this is um this is a song called Bob Marleycorn. Could you be a freak on a leash? <laughs> uh, this just debuted um as of today, which is um April 25th. 
uh, debuted 12 hours ago. Uh, so it's, it's, it's new. He just dropped it. Um, so here we go. I'm just going to, whoops. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see, he, he, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to take this uh, voice file and just lay it over. He, he like, he really puts an unbelievable amount, unbelievable amount of effort into mixing these things. Yeah. Like, you can hear, like, the effects on his vocals. He's really good at, at lining up melodies with the song, mm -hmm. the, with the chord progressions. Yeah, this works surprisingly well. He, he, there, my favorite uh, of his is a, um, is a white zombie uh, mixed with like an old, I say old, it's like late 70s, early 80s, like funk song. Mm. Um, which isn't a huge stretch because white zombie's got kind of a funky vibe to it. Anyways, but like, bit, yeah. Just fucking... <laughs> like it works it does, so yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going back with the scat, and he he, he ramps his shit up too. No, like, wait, wait for us. It's it's just fun, man. Yeah, mashups are like a real art. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. You, ha you have to have like the timing yeah. down for all of it. Wow. I kind of prefer this to the original Freak on a Leash. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really just a shame that Bob Marley wasn't alive long enough to hear this, <laughs> yeah. you know? They could be touring together. Oh. I would, I would fuck all over that. <laughs> Just getting their dreads in, intertangled with each other. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh wait. Here, uh, then this is... Um, uh, this is Iron Maiden, The Prisoner. So he'll, he'll, a oh, lot of times he'll okay. take... He'll take uh, like a solo or like like just an element one or uh, of, of a completely different song and add them in. So yeah, Iron Maiden, Corn, and Bob Marley. <laughs> and it, like, it's a fucking jam. Yeah. Yeah, you could throw this on like at a backyard barbecue, and people would just lose their minds. Oh yeah. That's awesome. A lot of fun. Um, I guess we can. Yeah, we're, we're almost done with it. Um, yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Pit? Shit. Oh, no, this is pit-worthy for sure. This is great. Yeah. I like this. I love a good mashup. Sometimes I'm you saying, hear them and yeah. it's like, uh, the, like, the tempo was off between them and they have to, like, try to fit stuff in there or whatever, or... Right. They don't change the key on it, or it's <clears throat> not... Or yeah, they try to change the key and it, like, you can tell, like, they didn't get, like, uh... They got, like, a, like, they tried to strip out, like, the music and it, like... You can hear some of that bleed through, yeah, and it like kind of fucks up the whole. Um, or they try to change tempo, and you kind of get that weird like clipping in and out. Yeah, <laughs> I love the uh, the video. The the video is like both of them performing, kind of going between the two of them. But you're right, like with the dreads, like between the two. <laughs> it's like intercut footage of uh, live performances from the two of them. I like when yeah. they do that, where it's like. Know intellectually that it's not they didn't perform live, but like still just like <clears throat> being able to suspend belief long enough, right? Uh, to right. just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Like um, what about you, pit or shit? Oh, this is a one thousand percent pit for me. Yeah, one baby. He he uh he loves um lamp. <laughs> <laughs> he loves lamp. Um, he, he loves Slayer, so he's always oh, throwing great. in, uh, like, Slayer solos in the middle of something, and it's just, it's so much fucking fun, dog. Just the same guy that does a lot of uh, Slipknot psychosocial remixes or mashups or whatever. He, he does do, do a do lot of, yeah, he does a lot of um, uh, Pantera, something <laughs> right, there. Yeah. like, it's, um, it's, so, it's so much fun. Yeah. I'm trying to find one here. I'll just play a little bit of it, because um, it... It just has a, it is a jam and a half shell turtle power, my friend. 
Um, here we go. We're bringing the turtles into it. It better be fucking great. So this is the Gibson Brothers, Cuba, and White Zombie, Thunderkiss 65. But already we're dancing, you know. It's a good time. This is four years ago, and you can tell his his production style has kind of gotten a little bit better. Yeah, uh, he's getting like cleaner files. Uh, this is one of the first videos he did. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is Thunderkiss 65? Yeah. It's called the Gibson Brothers and White Zombie. Cuba Kiss 65. Hell yeah. Because the song's name is Cuba. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Right? He like That's great. He'll like he'll like even mash up like the, the choruses between the two of yeah. them. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's so Bill McClintock. I encourage anyone and everyone out there. Go check it out, my friend. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Uh, we need more matchups in our life. Like, Agreed. I, I've never come across a, a, a point where mashups were not like a fun thing. Like if it's well done oh, yeah. and you just like hear it out in the wild, people lose their minds with that shit. That's yeah. Great. They're just, it, it's just, yeah, it's just a good time for everybody, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, I remember like Girl Talk was, I think, the first, like, I, 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 I had obviously heard mashups uh, prior to Girl Talk, mm-hmm. um, or before Girl Talk, uh, and it wasn't really until Girl Talk came out that it was like, oh, this can be, this can be turned into something more than just kind of like a silly novelty. It's like, Girl Talk really uh, made, like, just incredible songs out of, and it, but he would, like, mash up, like, mm-hmm. you know, 50 different songs into one song. Yeah, Girl Talk is a mashup DJ. For those who yeah. are unaware, um, yeah, yeah, he did a lot of cool stuff, and then like that, uh, he takes a cue from a lot of hip hop DJs back in the day that yeah. would just, uh, you know, mash up a lot of stuff from mixtapes and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, wow, I've really gotten just chords strewn He's everywhere. Chord, children of the chord. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Wow. Damn. Yeah, this is like yeah. Tentacle City over here is like a, a hentai convention. Hey. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Let me see it, brother. Hell, yeah. Um, so, for uh, do you have anything else before we get into the main topic today? Um, I don't. How have you been, man? Well, uh, I'll be honest with you. I am punchy as fuck today. Hell, yeah. I am... Uh, I am have been stressed out because I'm doing some stuff for for work. Oh, uh, we don't yes. need to get into here, but like, uh, I just my brain is fucking fried. Cool. And all I want to do is talk about just nonsense. So Fuck yeah, I'm so dude. glad that you came over tonight. Um, not only so we could discuss this stuff, but it's, yeah, sometimes you just need friends. Uh, uh, time, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and our wives don't count. Did you ever say her <laughs> name again? <laughs> wives. <Yeah>. Wives. <laughs> so. Um, uh, all that to say, yeah. Uh, the main topic for today, as uh, evidenced in the episode title, we're going to talk about Cyber Force Number One from uh, Mark <laughs> Silvestri. My, my brain is, is really having a hard time just uh, processing information. Mark yeah. Silvestri, uh, he's the the primary creative person on this, along with uh, he did the the art. So I assume the pencils and inks, and then yeah. his, I assume brother Eric Silvestri uh, was the writer. Uh, Mike Heisler did letters, Joe Chiodo on colors, um, and then Ollie Optics on color separations. Um, Ollie Ollie Optics free. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> He's never heard that one before. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's a person. I don't know. But um, this is the 30th anniversary commemorative edition. I, I got this from the comic shop. I think it was last year. How much is it worth? Uh, negative dollars, <laughs> it says here. If you own it, somebody's going to come punch you in the balls. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to get my house repossessed. <laughs> Wait, how does that even work? Um, but uh, I, I bought this at the comic shop last year, and I thought, oh, this would be great. You know, we didn't start the uh, the first issue Image Founder Comics until this year, but yeah, uh, it kind of like gave me the idea back then. And I remember buying this issue last year and then reading it, and this is around the time of my accident, so I, I like read oh. this. And I remember liking it at the time. Yeah. And then I reread it, I think, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> before I could hand it off to you to read it. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any experience with this? I, I've never owned this issue before. I don't think I've 
yeah, I've definitely never read it before until, you know, last year. What about yeah. you? Yes. So I, I did, um, I did have this back in the day. I think I had the first like six or seven issues. Really? Um, Cyberforce? I, I dug Cyberforce. It wow. was like, a, you know, it was okay. like a, it's like a team of badass looking people and the art looked like Jim Lee, like sign me up. <laughs> like that's all I, that's all I needed yeah, to hear, exactly. bro. Um, it had a cute little redhead in it. Um, sign me up, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, First page is a cute little redhead getting um on her titties. Pushing on her titties. I don't know. Um guy looks like Wolverine named Rip Claw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I Not to be confused with Cyblade from uh Wildcats. No, God no. Uh no, but I I, I you know, I, this is when I was obviously super into image. Um and I, I loved the whole like um uh, I love obviously love the team aspect of it, but but it, it was more just like the the government uh, covert action teams. <laughs> yeah, um, I dug that thing, and it, it you know what what year was this? Ninety four. Uh, that was uh, I think that was the last of the ninety twos. Oh, ninety two! Wow. Okay. Yeah, twenty twenty two, and if it's thirty year anniversary, so yeah, it would have been uh, ninety two. <laughs> Math. I can do my Who would have thunk? Yeah, uh, 92. Uh, matter of fact, in 92, it was October 8th of 1992, uh, Cyber Force number one debuts to half a million copies. God damn. For frame of reference, um, <laughs> Shadowhawk number one by Jim Valentino sells three quarters of a million copies. So 750K on Shadowhawk, and then 500,000 on Cyber Force. Really? Yup. According to what Jim Valentino has written in the official image well, timeline, yeah, no, yeah. I, but yeah, I, mean, I, I take yeah, about sure. their word. Like, sure. uh, I'm image, surprised image was Valentino then. was a was a was a bigger name at the time than Silvestri. I have I, a hard time believing that. I feel like when the image books were launching, mm-hmm. that show was just so hot, and it was, and it came out at a time where the comic industry in and of itself was it was all like speculators, right? Right. So people were seeing these. Hot new artists uh, that were getting like mainstream recognition, like yeah. out the, you know, there were people doing news reports on Image Comics yeah. and whatnot, and people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy 90 copies of Young Blood Number One and retire in four <laughs> yeah. years." Uh, but Rob Liefeld's hanging out with Spike Lee, you know, yeah, it's a different time <laughs> doing gent, uh, gents, jeans commercials, gent commercial, doing yeah, gent, <laughs> it's a musical style, um, but I. Uh, I okay. think that yeah. it was starting to wane a little bit. Not Garth, but Wayne. Oh, oh you be uh, there. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I think that's kind of where we were going. Since it was one of the, at the tail end of the hype, maybe maybe it just wasn't yeah. hitting as hard. And People look, were kind of seeing through some of the. It, if we're going to keep it 100, I think <laughs> uh, Cyberforce to people who just have a mild interest in comics and people who just don't know, they see the cover to Cyberforce number one. They're like, didn't I buy this already when it was called Wildcats number one? Because uh, they do look very, very... Or... Yeah, exactly. The team book with uh, a lot of... Uh, Guns and pouches and, 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 and side blades. Ink lines and, and all that shit on there. Yeah, so God, so much cross-hatching. Yes. Um, so I think there was a little bit of that going on as well. That's fair. Burnout, a little bit of burnout. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Because I'm curious what uh, Wetworks does. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, me too. I, I, <laughs> I actually looked into that before uh, you got here tonight, and I couldn't find any stats on that. But that doesn't come out until 1994. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a couple of years Because later. his mother died, or was it? Uh, his sister. Sister died. Yeah, so okay. it was like in that transitional phase where right. all that shit went down, yeah. Gotta be rough, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're like about to launch this, like what's what feels like might be the biggest step of your career and yeah, might make you sure. millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, right in the middle of all that to have a family member pass away, that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's at the the front of that Wetworks number one, uh, Will Sportacio, who created Wetworks. Yeah. He has like it's got a gatefold cover. So if you open it up, he has like a letter written in there about his like sister and like going <laughs> through all this stuff when he was trying to launch this new thing and, and whatnot so it's like that's gotta be so yeah, tough yeah so he had a an eventful like 18 months it sounds like yeah but uh getting back to cyberforce here yeah mark silvestri very popular amongst the like x-men comics oh for sure yeah uh, fandom uh so when he was he was little jim lee like if yeah you, if you couldn't if you didn't get jim lee on the 
You were either going to get Portacio or Silvestri, one of the two. Didn't Silvestri no. work on X Comics before before Jim Lee? Wasn't he on Uncanny first, and then he left to go work on Wolverine? I don't know. I know he definitely, yeah, he definitely was on Wolverine for yeah. a while. Like that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was if he preceded Jim Lee on there or not. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. But he didn't blow up like Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Lee was like the. I mean, that was like a. It was like the Beatles, you know, of mm-hmm. of whatever. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. It, it it's it's. What would you think of this o- overall? Like, what'd you think of the book? Didn't like it. Really? <laughs> Didn't wow, like okay. it the second time. Um, I will say that some of the artwork looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Ross is showing the the first uh, the redhead in, interior page, which is uh, Velocity, I believe her name is. Yes, Velocity. I think Velocity and Ripclaw and um, maybe like a third character are the only <laughs> ones that look like uh, they have solid character designs. Everybody else just looks like a generic '90s. <clears throat> image comics character you know that's fair um, but i mean they they they, they kind of defined that look yeah kind of sort of like i mean I, I see what you're saying yeah you're like, wrong but it's <laughs> anytime you see somebody wearing like metal it's they, they have that like <laughs> yeah, colossus banded metal yeah, strips yep, around just, them yep. and it's a, a lot like this this one guy on the cover has three arms every single goddamn one of those are extended he and, has four arms three on one side sorry, one on the other three on one okay god got him I'm going to get canceled over this. Um, but there's a, a, I think it's a double page spread of Ripclaw jumping uh, yes. at the, the reader. That looks pretty rad. Fucking slaps. Um, and one other thing I like about Ripclaw is he's Native American. So yeah. there are parts of the Image Comics founders, um, I, I don't know if it was intentional or or what, but it seems like they are trying to work some diversity into their overall characters, right? Like yeah. Spawn and, and Shadowhawk are both black, and then Ripclaw's Native American, and uh, Savage Dragon is a green guy. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he's an alien. He had a black girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> he's had a few, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yes, his son's black, uh-huh. half black. Yeah, half black, half green. Oh, dick. <laughs> Um, um but yeah what what did you think of uh of cyber force here it, it's a guilty pleasure is it okay. i i am i'm well aware that it's not high art yeah um it's it's just big dumb action 90s comic like it's like commando uh you know the, the schwarzenegger movie yeah it's just like <laughs> written by Jeff Loeb. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, it's just like uh, I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> it's like it's it's that's the vibe that I get off of this. Yeah. I mean, obviously not to that like extent, hmm. but it's like in that it lives in the same house. Um, Whose house? Ron's house. I would love to take like, uh, Young Blood, Wildcats, and then Cyber Force, group all those characters together, and then like cherry pick the ones. That out that I think look cool and throw them on a team together. I'd be cool with that. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me make a phone call. Let me see if I can. I want to see Ripclaw fight. Uh, what was it? Bl- uh, what was a green haired guys in, in Cyblade? Uh, no, Cyblade's in here. Oh. Oh fuck. <laughs> it's, Shit, it's, it's Blade something. Warblade. Warblade. There we go. Oh, God, you got a Warblade and a Cyblade. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking really insane. I think there's like in. Uh, wait. In that uh, yeah, Cyblade is the the hot ninja chick in the metal bikini, and she has a Psylocke knife. Uh-huh. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. I wonder where Psy, you got that. Psy, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Only God knows why. So, um, yeah, in that first Wildcats trade, uh, don't they fight? Uh, rip, Wild, yes, the Wildcats on. trade. Uh, uh, the Wildcat team fights uh, Youngblood. Oh, Youngblood. Okay, I thought. Yes. I thought. Wildcats fought Cyberforce. Oh my God! These I'm are sure at names. some point they're going to. These names are insane. Wildcats, Youngblood, Cyberforce. Cyberforce <laughs> Cyber might be the worst one. What if there are people listening? Nighthawk isn't much better. <laughs> what if there are people listening to this episode, and they only listen to the Hidden Track episodes because they're <laughs> like, "Well, I'm in the habit of listening at this point. Sure. Let me see what these nerds are talking about." We're dropping these names, and it's like, "Oh, I think they're all having strokes. Like they're just." <laughs> <laughs> These names sound obviously made up, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But no, they're real. <laughs> they exist, you know? They've been printed. Yeah. So this is in the Top Cow universe. Yeah. Universe. It's like 
part of Image, uh, and I I think uh, fucking the little guy from Wildcats, yes. has a cameo in this, right? Yeah, um, Jacob um, Marlowe. Marlowe, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marlowe's in this bitch. <laughs> uh, he's on the first uh, like second second page. He's drunk in an alley, which is where you find him in Wildcats number one. You know, this is something that I failed to mention on our Wildcats episode. Is there's that page in there where Marlowe is waking up in an alleyway and he says he has some line of dialogue about seeing somebody and there's an editor's note box that says for more information on this check out uh, Cyberforce number one which clearly wasn't out yet but then you pick this up and it's like almost zero information (laughs) further about that you know (laughs) you you blink and you miss him yeah wow that's crazy Mm -hmm. it references okay well Mm -hmm. fuck it (laughs) Um, I mean it's technically at this point image is an interconnected universe they haven't had enough like crazy stories to like specifically separate them all yeah uh that's something they that image handles later on in uh (laughs) i think it's called like shattered image is the crossover oh yeah yeah, i I think i own all four issues of that and they're not good but they do have what they do have the ninja turtles in there so i'm like okay yeah hell yeah dude who who does the, uh, the art just rotating or um i'm trying to remember i can't i can't recall i don't I don't think it's like uh, anyone who's bad necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's not. I don't think it's Todd Knock, but it's like in that realm oh. where it's like kind of uh, solid cartooning, but you know, still right mid nineties esque or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it was written by Kurt Busiek, illustrations illustrations by Carl Kessel. Carl Kessel, Jesus Christ. Uh, the story uh, deals with the Image Universe splitting, resulting in a uh, separate Wildstorm universe. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this is around the time that Jim Lee was like, I'm getting out. I'm fucking selling my company to DC. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was one of the, the main reasons for selling it. <laughs> and then uh, there are four issues. The first two issues have those characters. That's in a lot there. of fun. What is this? Uh, issue two. It's Kingdom Come. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So All their right. second their second issue is, uh, is a Kingdom Come homage. Mm-hmm. I believe that is. Um, uh, bu- 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 uh, the French guy, French fuck. <laughs> um, uh, Travis Charest. <laughs> Travis Charest. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Travis Charest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good looking cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. But anyway, like in the first two yeah. issues, they have the Wildstorm characters. But by issue three, if I remember correctly, all of those characters are out and replaced by uh, different characters that are still within the Image Comics family. Really? Yeah, it's fucking weird, dude. Huh. Because like, yeah, I'll, I'll have to dig out those issues. Yeah, and, for like, sure. I want to. I want like to. see these because yeah. yeah. it's it's sounds strange. bug nuts. I want to. I want to read it. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I got some Tony Daniel covers in this fucker. Um, all right, cool. I hope this is the the series that I'm thinking of. It might have a different. <laughs> well, it's it's when, I mean, it's it sounds when like, Wildstorm split. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna assume I fucking nailed it you right got off it. the gate. Hell yeah. Got it in one, brother. Perfect. 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 Um. So. <clears throat> Going back to these characters, um, this yeah. this giant guy who is not Maul on the front, get out of here. What is his name? Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's like let's Maul. come up with one. He's like Maul with long hair, but still not as cool. Like if you had to pick between Young Blood and uh, Wildcats and Cyberforce, what big beefy bohunk are you picking? Uh, Maul. Maul. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna pick Bad Rock, but Maul's a close second for me. Okay. Um. Wait. Hold on, I was okay. I got, I got, I got him mixed up. No, okay. I guess, I guess Bad Rock. I was thinking Maul was a teenager, but I guess is Maul a teenager too? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I feel like he was. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, who cares? Um, um, I, 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 I dig it. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I love it. It does have the like between all the team books. They, they do feel like they have a um like a character like a visually um specific character archetype fill in the blank thing they <laughs> yeah. have to go for it's like i need a, sure. a big giant tall guy uh-huh. with huge muscles i need a, a leader that has a like kind of short blonde good looking yeah cropped hair yeah um who has a thing on his face but doesn't really obscure <laughs> it um and then uh i need a guy with like claws of some sort <laughs> yeah. 
got to have claws. Yeah. And you got to have a sexy woman who's like a ninja. Of course. Yeah. Um, and she's got to be bent over in most cases. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. I'm just saying, you know. And then, yeah. uh, obviously, everyone has to have some type of cyber something. Robot guy, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got robot guy. So, in Cyber Force, I believe... But it's weird. Velocity's not on the cover, but she's like kind of prominently featured in here. Yeah, and who's this lady with the, the one cable eye? Is that, isn't her name like Ballistic or something uh, like that? Yes. I thought she was... I believe it's Ballistic. Is she not a... But they're, they're, I think their team is, yeah, Cyber Data. <laughs> Jesus Wait. Jesus Christ. So, it's Cyber Force versus Cyber Data? Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. I missed this. You earlier. can run, but you can't hide from cyber data. Oh, damn. <laughs> Unless you have a VPN. <laughs> so. Oh, God. So what? Um, I, I think one thing that throws me <laughs> off in this is that they were. Refer- Domain. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So then we have like a we have like a um, uh, Egyptian blue woman who's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Her name is Domin Zadrock. Oh my god. <laughs> She's my favorite beastie boy. <laughs> <laughs> um and then you have Velocity who um it is heavily implied that her father is doing something really bad to her. Oh really? Yeah, did you not see that? I my brain must have scabbed Good. over it cuz I yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to I really like it. I remember loving Velocity back in the day. She's cool. She has a cool design. I feel like She's a really cool design. I feel like her and Ripclaw got the main focus of the character design and then like Mark Silvestri, uh, before his like uh, PowerPoint presentation to the other image founders, he was like, "Oh shit, let me just see like uh, what's what's uh, Jim and Rob doing? Let me uh, just sketch a version of that." Yeah. Um, but that said, he has updated the Cyberforce franchise like a <clears throat> few times over the decades, and he's redefined their looks and whatnot. So they, oh, they okay, uh, look slightly different. I think the continuity for them has changed and whatnot as well. Are they are they wrapped up in DC now? Cyberforce? Yeah. No, they're, they're still, still a top cow. image. Yeah, yeah. That's still independent. So is Top Cow still an image? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um I one thing that throws me off about Cyberforce is that they refer to some of the characters as mutants. And I was like, I guess yeah. you can just do that. Like you you like to me, if I was uh, if I was a guy who like got fairly popular working on mutants at <clears throat> a corporate uh, comic book company I yeah. would kind of want to distance myself from that particular word maybe come up with something different but then like the combined powers of uh, Mark and Eric Silvestri <laughs> not having it but also mutant is one of those words like it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. you know you can just use that or whatever but yeah, I don't know I, I just it feel like a little sus I feel like you're, you're almost uh, drawing ire in comparison for the fandom who like sees this and is like, oh, that's like a ripoff of X Men or something like that, you know? Right. DC had the good sense to call them metahumans. Right. So, mm-hmm. good, good job, DC. Metahumans, meta world peace. It's <laughs> it all makes sense. Got him. Um, but yeah, this is another thing where it's like, uh, government agents are involved. Yeah. Uh, we've got an alien overlord that's working in the background, you know? Yeah. No but- sign. No sign of Dan Quayle though. <laughs> your your potatoes sansy are safe uh, so so obviously now looking at it in hindsight it's like so cliche mm-hmm. but at the time this was still pretty like this is still a pretty new concept having like um like government involved superheroes mm-hmm. um you just didn't see that very often like the jla was entirely you know divorced i mean i guess you had the jlu um, which were kind of like they what they were worked for the UN, I believe. Um, Wait, what is this? JLU? Uh, or no, JLI. I'm sorry. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Justice League International. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, well, wait. Right? What government would they have worked? They for? They were like for the UN. Huh. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that Guy Gardner got laid the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Batman pushed him right in this fucking mush. One punch. One punch, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe they were. I believe they were working for the uh, for the UN. Okay. And Max Lord was like their liaison, you know. Oh, that's so funny. I never like pieced that together. Did yeah. Did they really have like international people on that team? Um, Blue Fire. Beetle. Wait, wait. Yeah. Well, Fire was Brazilian. Yeah. Ice wasn't she American? And then no, she wasn't. Right? She was... <laughs> 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 Shit. 
it's like it's like seven Americans and then one Brazilian girl <laughs> who turns green. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's international or whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's sort of like how the X-Men, like, they had uh, <laughs> uh, Cyclops and like Storm. And it was like, all right, well, that's good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, Keith, Keith, Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin McGuire. Um, Don't forget. What I, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, Kevin McGuire. Doi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you had um, fucking um, Dr. Light's daughter. She was Japanese. Oh, okay. Um, you had Martian Manhunter. Wait, was she actually Japanese or Japanese-American? Can you call her? Japanese-American. <laughs> yeah. Martian Manhunter. We're, I swear to God, we know we know stuff. I swear. <laughs> no, who's this Spider-Man I've heard so much about? Uh, uh, Dr. Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimio Hoshi. Um, oh, she's Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. Swedish. She looks like Bjorn. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, she's born in Japan. She's okay. Japanese. Mm-hmm. I think I really think so. Um, um then you uh fuck, who cares? Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah, they were like international. They were like JLA, J- Justice League International. Why were we talking about this? Uh because we're talking about like uh government sponsored superheroes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but but going like like uh, Marvel did. I mean, I guess the Avengers were somewhat affiliated with um, uh, with the government, um, but it was kind of it wasn't like it, it was very like loosely affiliated. It, they weren't like a peacekeeping force. They were sort of uh, like had to occasionally deal with that, you know. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I I feel like it wasn't really until Image that mm-hmm. you got that like, um. It was it was like very much like this is a government sponsored superhero mm. team like well have all the resources of a of the United States at the peak of their military power, um, and then they have that kind of bled over then into Stormwatch. Yeah, which, and I would also say not to spoil anything, but if you like government sponsored super teams, I think. Wet works has a little something for you. Hell yeah! <laughs> and like, and like, I know now. Like, it, it going back and looking at it, obviously, again, because it, it seems cliche because it's been like done so much to death. Like, mm-hmm. um, I really feel like post um, uh, Stormwatch and then like Authority, and then mm-hmm. you you had um, uh, uh, the Ultimates. Which was oh, like really yeah. because because the Ultimates then went on to inform the MCU, which uh, the MCU was like a, like like a lot more like involved with the government than um, really the, the the comics. You know, it was all kind of I feel like all kind of cropping up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, since then I feel like it's become such a cliche now that not many people are really um, doing it as much. But but going back yeah. on it, like I loved it when I was a kid because I was like, whoa, this seems so like adult and mature mm-hmm. and like um it just seemed so like it, something I wasn't used to. It felt it felt like adult. Like it you know, it, it mm-hmm. felt like I was smart. It, it was clearly not. <laughs> but as a kid it was like, whoa, this is like some heavy realistic shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I can kind of separate myself and look at like the teenage boy within me. Yeah. And uh slap that ass <laughs> and uh be like, get it boy. Um but yeah, so so you didn't like it, I liked it cool. <laughs> in summation Done. Uh, it, and not that it was like bad necessarily but it just felt like a kind of a something i've recently seen before you know uh and i it's I not a, it's not super original it's not super original it's not then, very well done i like the art and i like the i like the aesthetic of it i guess i like parts of the art parts of the art um <laughs> but not uh, not everything hits for me. I I remember. I like the redhead. <laughs> Have I said that yet? <laughs> I think so. Um, uh, Joe Chiodo, the colorist, he was like an artist, an artist in and of himself artist. back in the day. Yeah, he was an artist. <laughs> he um, remember he did like yeah, uh, painted covers and whatnot. Like yeah, he's he was like good. He's super really fucking, fucking talented. Good. Uh, but they they had a lot of pastels worked into him and whatnot, yeah. uh, and kind of sexy. He, like he did like hot women. Yeah, but this is like. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I feel like for a lot of early image launch titles, maybe not Spawn. That one's a, a little bit different, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for a lot of these other comics, the coloring is very much like, 
okay, we're going to use a lot of like orange and browns. That's going to be like the main color palette. Right. And uh, it, a lot of the characters get lost in the uh, the soup of the pages. <laughs> um, lost in the sauce, dog. Um, yeah. Like when you are introducing a team of people, uh, you're just, you're kind of getting just told their names, uh, by like, oh, I turned a page and here's this person's name and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I get it. I, I get it. It's not, it's not incredible. It's, you know, but it, it's my, my affinity for it is like almost strictly, um, nostalgic based. I feel like if you just focus this first issue primarily on uh, Velocity and Ripclaw and, yeah. and brought them like brought them into the team the same way that first X-Men movie did with Wolverine bringing right. Rogue in, you know? Absolutely. And of course this movie didn't exist at the time this comics or this comic so? was published. <laughs> but they could have done it. They could have done it. This comic fails to see the future. <laughs> um but, you know, it is it is what it is. It's not it's not anything that's like egregious or just straight up bad, yeah. But it it uh, left me wanting a little bit. Oh yeah, that's sure. right. The the father just flipping through this comic, he like beat his daughter or something. Oh, like it's it's worse than that. Okay, well I'm just gonna scoot mm-hmm. right on past. Now nah, I'm yeah. just gonna no, no. scoot on it's past bad. that. Um, but uh, yeah. What is it I, with the '90s and assault, man? It's... I, I do think she, uh, the the bad girl, uh, she's very attractive. Ballistic, yes. Yeah. Because um, I had, like I said, I had the first like seven or eight issues, and like I feel like his art and the, um, especially the coloring, uh, they really dial it in really quickly. Um, because I remember some of the later issues where Sylvester was still on it mm-hmm. looked fucking incredible. Oh, really? Okay, um, so maybe it's worth sticking with just to uh, to get to some. Yeah, you know, if you got easy access to it. I you know maybe just like f- just kind of flip through it because it's it's impressive just on a, like a technical level, yeah. Um, how how much better it all kind of clicks together. I am interested because I do like those character designs. Uh, for, yeah, for a couple see here of them you've that... got like some some later issues and you can kind of see their uh well that's McFarlane but you can you can kind of see like the evolution. I think that one right there. What what issue is that? Uh. Cyber Force Volume Two, Issue Five. Okay, yeah, Joe yeah. Chiodo colored that one as well. Um, I, I do remember that cover specifically because it was fucking awesome, and I remember the interiors being um, really, really incredible. Wow, Scott Williams inked that. Scott Williams got around back in the Dude. day. Uh, he inked the uh, first issue of Wetworks as well, so uh, he was really like, yeah, doing his best to to help out. He was the Taylor Swift of the anchors. <laughs> you know, he really was. Like, that's something that... No shade at Taylor Swift. I She's cool. But yeah. she, she seems to, like, publicly date a lot of people, which is fine. I mean, she wants to come on the podcast. That's fine. Pad, we we still, we still have to... Yeah, the podcast. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, we still have to discourse... Discourse. Oh, my God. It's happening. I am having a stroke. Uh, what's in this uh, <laughs> mountain river? <laughs> <laughs> ingredients list <laughs> the color green Fentanyl. Ne- ne- <laughs> and then bacteria <laughs> that's all there is uh but yeah if taylor swift wants to come on and discuss what works with us uh she's more than welcome to i would love that yeah uh no album reviews for taylor though that's no that what does she know about music but um yeah cyber force number one there you go uh would you say it's in the pit or in the shit i'm gonna say pit I, I, it's, and, but this is a nostalgia pit. This yeah. is not like a, um, like I would call, you know, like Spawn, I'd say still holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wildcat still really holds up. Um, All on their own, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, the art is good, but it's not like incredible, like knock you over. Um, but like I, I just enjoy the aesthetic on a nostalgic level. So, yeah. Uh, I'll give it a pit as well because I, Ooh. I do see some promise there. Yeah. And uh, I do think a couple of the character designs are are solid. Um, yeah. And then I know he's like taken the concept and rebooted it into like its own separate like continuity, <clears throat> like given it. He's he's almost like done an ultimate version of Cyber Force at this point. Right. Uh, so I am curious to see and what that might be like. Also, do you remember this? Oh yeah, the Velocity because they brought comic. Velocity over like kind of by herself into the New Fifty Two. No, she was never part of DC. Wait, seriously? Yeah, that's Wildstorm. That's Jim Lee's company. Velocity Wild. was. <laughs> I, th- I that thought that was. She was. Oh, okay. uh, 
a uh, back in the day, I don't know, maybe it's like the mid to late 2000s, Image would do this thing, Top Cow <clears throat> specifically would mm-hmm. do this thing where they would like put out these like first issues to see what stuck. It was like, uh, what was it called? Oh, Pilot season, I think. Right. Okay, that sounds familiar. And they did right, one yeah. with uh, Kenneth Rockefort did the Rockefort. Uh, line art for it, and Rocafort. it was uh, beautiful. I think Ron Mars wrote it. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, remember, it's I remember the, the, yeah, I remember the story being bad because I, I read the first couple issues and Ron Mars, you know, hey, he was he was something at one point. <laughs> really? I, I've never, I think I read that first issue and I was like, ah, that's cool. I mean, like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, I'm the biggest Ron Mars fan, yeah. Mm, yeah. Fine. Because uh, of what he did to the Green Lantern mythos. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there you go. Got it in one. Didn't he do, um, no, wait. That's not right. I was gonna say, didn't he work on Marvel versus DC? But I think that was a that was different writers. Peter David. And, I don't know. Who fucking cares? Um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Everyone's turned off. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. So okay. Um, on the next hidden track episode, we're gonna talk about Wet Works number one by yeah. Will Spertacio. And uh, that's going to wrap up our all of our image number ones. That's going to do all of it. So yep. uh, do you want to because you had texted me about ranking all of the issue number ones? Yeah. Do you want to do that on that episode or do you want to wait until a following episode? We'll do it the following episode. The following episode. OK, let's milk this shit for all it's worth. Hell yeah. Content. Grab those udders because <laughs> we about to milk it. Um, all right. So yeah. Summer Force number one. Uh, welcome to the pit. Um Let's hope you survive the experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for you on this hidden track episode? Nick, 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 get, 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 get fucked. Nope. Bye. Bye. Bye.